Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, hey guys. Welcome to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast. And I'm really excited about today's guest. She's Dr. Jill Wade, and she's a dentist by trade, but she's an entrepreneur. And today is talking all about entrepreneurship, influencing social media, and getting your financial freedom. And she's a member of the medical community. So, you know, I'm always excited about connecting with like-minded individuals and pushing the boundaries of what's possible. So Jill, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. This is going to be so great. I always love meeting and getting to talk to other big thinkers. And I can tell right off the bat, that's exactly who you are and you're bringing that to your audience. And I just, I want to congratulate you on that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like I said, like, my mission is basically to get the message out, empower healthcare professionals to get financially literate so that they can combat the system, you know, exit the system if they want so that they can achieve the life and goals that they work so hard for. So you are the founder and CEO of Progressive Finances. So tell people about your story, your training and the work that you do. Oh, wow. How long do we have? No, I'm just kidding. I'll I'll give you the the quick version. I don't want to bore anybody. But yes, I am a dentist by trade and I love dentistry. Like I still practice dentistry. I still love it. I have a great practice in Frisco, Texas. Uh, I've been there since 1999, watched it grow from about 14,000 people to about 200,000 people, not my practice, the city. But so, yeah, I'm, I'm still in the world of dentistry and still in the world of medicine. And I really don't anticipate me leaving that. But at the same time, I also have passion for life and uh, for, you know, my experiences and what I've learned over the years. And, And I've just really been called in the last couple of years to share that information in a different way with my peers. Um, And, love you to death, but definitely feeling like I need to share it with my women because uh-huh. there's just this big taboo out there where a lot of women just aren't taught or even talk about money. Definitely not financing and, and trying to create financial freedom. 
So we're just taking the advice of a lot of other people. And that may be good advice and it may be bad advice, or it just may not be the right advice for us because we kind of think of things a little bit differently. And so that's really my thing is just to start getting out in the community and just really starting some different kind of conversations and and let us talk about different options. And you were sharing with me that one of the things that really got you to kind of financial freedom earlier on in life was commercial real estate. I'm totally in agreement with that. Commercial real estate is definitely a part or piece of an arm that I've used um, over the years. And um, yeah, just sadly, we're all trained to be amazing doctors, right? But whoever trained us to be business owners and whoever trained us to be, you know, financial in, in my mind, no, nobody really ever was thinking about that kind of learned from the school of hard knocks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's almost, it's a tragedy really because, you know, doctors, healthcare, you know, we work so hard and we invest a lot of time and we see government and private equity and the economy kind of dismantle the healthcare system. And so we talk about, you talk about ways that medical professionals we need to work smarter to get off the hamster wheel while still providing for their family and future generations. So I think really COVID, Amen. yeah, COVID really opened people's eyes to, you know, depending on an employer or just like one stream is really not the best interest. So tell, you know, what are the right. ways that we can work smarter? Right. Oh, uh, I just 100, maybe even a thousand percent agreed with just Absolutely. Every word you just spoke. Um, that's my mantra right there. Um, you know, COVID in dentistry, we were literally shut down. Like unless you had a medical dental emergency, you could not see your patients. And this went on for three to four months, um, depending on where you were in the country. And uh, I swore when that happened to me, I would never allow myself to be so dependent on on my practice. Uh, I'd already diversified some, but man, I got really serious during COVID about diversification. And so I just took the amazing time that I had off to really study and to put myself out there looking at different other options. Uh, that's when progressive finance like really um, began to happen. I got my insurance license during that period of time. Um, and really learned a lot about, uh, something specifically called, um, infinite banking, which is to allow whole life policies to work for you and act as a bank for you and, and or your business. And um, that's kind of where it all started. And then it just kind of blossomed from there more into commercial real estate, more into, um, yeah, just different types of investments. I don't believe that one thing is the right answer for everybody. I believe definitely in diversification. And I definitely right now feel like liquidity is something that all of us must think about is like, what do we have in our diversification that allows us to also be rather liquid if we need to quick? Um, and sometimes the typical 401ks and things like that don't allow you to be very liquid very fast without big penalties. Yeah. I'm not against 401ks. I just don't think they're the only answer. Yeah, it's kind of this, uh, you know, we'll talk about this uh, idea where, you know, basically we can't depend on social security and then like things like 401ks, IRAs, these are, you know, they, we used to be able to depend on these, but now we have to 
focus on other things and it's kind of like everything is shifting towards you know we have to create our own income streams um but i want to talk about this uh education piece because what's really interesting is that um you know doctor we were talking and doctors really or healthcare we try to be the best that we can be at our craft and in the past you know we could do that you know we could set aside our income and you know let it grow but uh these days we have to get financially savvy we have to understand what are good investments bad investments high fees how to yes. avoid getting ripped off and scammed so forth and so yes. these are not these are not taught in school like you we have to actually go outside of the traditional system and learn it for ourselves and this is something that doctors or healthcare professionals don't really understand they think that you know it's all you know good and everything's rosy but um so you know talk about this uh, this type of education well um yeah wish i would have had it i mean i mean that basically that's the statement i wish i would have had it and i wish somebody would have uh shared these things with me and and here's the weird thing like i had a lot of really good financial advisors along the way. I've been practicing for over 25 years. It's not like I didn't have financial advisors and great accountants and and everything. And and I guess what I'm going to say is that they only know what they know, right? Like they're just like us. They're specialists in in their zone. And so if they're really big believers in the stocks, uh, stock markets, and they're going to make money on you you know, buying and selling stocks, then guess what they're going to tell you you need to do? (laughs) Put all your money in the stocks, right? So I come at it a little bit more from the way I was trained, which is comprehensive dentistry, comprehensive evaluation, coming up with a comprehensive and diversified plan, which is going to last for a long time. We're going to have short-term goals. We're going to have long-term goals. And we're going to understand each each one plays a role in creating that financial freedom. And my other big thing for all of us in, you know, who have gone through all these years of training is that the stress level of owning your own business really affects your financial freedom. Because, for example, um, I was a single mom for 10 years. And when I was a single mom, I was the hamster on the wheel. I only could comprehend that the only way I could make more money to try to get to financial freedom was to work harder and to work more. And unfortunately, at that time, nobody in my zone or nobody in my world told me about some other opportunities that were already right there in front of me. I just didn't know about them. It kind of pissed me off after I did realize about some of this stuff. But there were things that I could have done right then to set myself up to actually keep more of the hard money I was already earning by setting up some trust and, you know, doing some asset allocation in some different ways where my tax liability would have literally made me more money than what I was trying to do, which was just work harder. So these are the things that I feel like people just aren't out there talking about. Um, It's almost like taboo. I mean, I, I find my friends talk more about sex than they do, you know, money and debt. And I'm like, literally, we need to be talking about those kinds of things, because that's what's going to set us up to have a more fulfilled, fun, enjoyable life. And, 
And I think that's where we all kind of during COVID realized, we stepped back and realized, hey, maybe we're all working a little bit too hard. Maybe we're all a little bit too much on the hamster wheel. And how could we kind of enjoy life a little bit more? And and that's what I'm all about. I'm, in, I'm, a, I'm about empowering people to, to do what they want to do, enjoy what they do, take good care of their patients, but also take care of their family and themselves. Yeah, I knew something was wrong with the financial system when I was talking to a financial advisor recently. This was actually recently, like within the last six months, and he's still touting mutual funds. And like, if you know, mutual oh, funds yeah. are like, they're like dinosaurs. It's like kind of like, yeah. you know, going back yeah. 30 years and, you know, and yeah. high fees and really, you know, extremely volatile, you know, you're taking on all the risks, they take all the profit. And I was like, if this is the state of the financial system, you know, it's time to yeah. go level up and start, you know, understand. And then Absolutely. you, yeah, and it's quite interesting because most, um, well, dentistry is a little bit different because a lot of people open up their practices and but a lot of physicians are kind of bound to this W2 situation and they're tied to hospitals and their, you know, their tax liabilities out the roof. And so, um, you know, once you understand like taxes are a big waste of money, in my opinion, and uh, it's just going to, you know, corporations and just, you know, not wasteful spending. But, uh, you know, so talk about where, so if 401ks, stocks, option, these are kind of the traditional ones, but, you you know, a lot of physicians are turning to real estate, you know, syndications, this is not a, we're not advocating for any particular investment, but it's time to start thinking about different ways of diversifying. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's fun. And, but you can't just go out there willy nilly and just try something off the bat like let's do a little bit of research because you can lose some money uh if you're not careful but um to me i always and, and it sounds like you too early on in your career realized that commercial real estate had had a place um i think for any of us that have a brick or brick and mortar building and actually own our own practice i think one of the first things that you need to do is get out of leasing and get into buying and at least own your own building for your own business. I think that's super important because you're building your asset. And I mean, you're going to stay in business, so you're a pretty good risk, right? So, um, you know, I think as soon as people can do that, they, they need to do that. And then I also know my area well enough. Like I said earlier, watched it grow from 14,000 people to 200,000 people. I knew my area. You know your area. You know what areas are going to be growing and which ones are going to hold their value. So get in as early as you can. And if I had it all to do over again, I would have gotten in even sooner. I would have done anything. I would have sold Girl Scout cookies on the corner if I if I realized at that moment in time that my best bet would have been to buy that commercial real estate earlier rather than later. I still got in on a good deal, but I could have accelerated that by 10 years if I just really understood how powerful it is to own a commercial real estate building, have two or three renters paying for your asset. Yeah. It's it's a fabulous thing because then you can use that equity and that ability of that building to help you go to your next project or go to your next project. And it, and it works beautifully. Yeah, It's beautiful. The best, the real estate, the best time to buy was yesterday. The, the next second best <laughs> is now actually, you know, I'm not sure about it's this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> People right now are 
you know, I hear a lot of comments that right now about, well, the interest rate's too high. And I was like, well, it might be, but who's, who, who <laughs> knows where it's going? It may never go back down again. Yeah. It, it may go up. I don't know. But here's the deal. If it goes back down, guess what? You can correct that. You can you can go back around and work your loans again. But but don't let that stop you at this time. That's just part of the cost of doing the business now. And and you're going to figure out a way to make that work. And I still think it's a good I think it's still a very good option for most people. Yeah, especially, um, you know, everybody's going to need housing. You know, of course, it's um, it's very local, as you said, and, you know, different asset classes within real estate are performing better than others in this current climate. You know, there's yeah. work from home. So, you know, I'd be cautious on, you know, watch. Right. People. Um, I heard industrial and land or self-storage. Those are doing well. Yes, yes. Well, we also live in a town where the college went from, you know, kind of a, a smaller college and they went to D1. All of a sudden, the city is like exploding and has not enough places for these kids to live. So we we gobbled up several different homes, redid them really fast and are renting them out to, to college uh, students. And, you know, so you have to be what I'm what am I trying to say? different opportunities for different people in different places, but look around, you know, your community, what's coming, what's, what's going to happen. And can you be just a little bit on the forefront of what's coming into town and, and, and basically be able to grow with that? Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. So, so well said. Um, the other thing is, uh, you know, a lot of the audience is female doctors and they want to, yeah. they want to get, financially empowered, you know, um, now there's equal opportunity and there's, uh, you know, uh, me too as well. So, um, how do you, um, how can you, how are you helping, um, this cohort achieve more empowerment in the, in the medical community? That's so great. You know, really my, my main instantly right now is just to start creating conversations and getting people talking about things and following just my message and hopefully if they like what they're hearing they'll they'll start to follow me and and listen to more conversations and then um actually uh i just finished writing a book so the book should be out in a couple of months and hopefully you know that's written for everyone but i will say it has a little bit of a feminine twist to it um and then we are also creating something called the boardroom progressive finance is opening up this boardroom type of setting where it's open to female physicians and dentists, where basically just like real companies do, we're going to create a safe place, a boardroom where we can talk about these types of things and bring in experts who can help serve us if that's the right thing. We've already vetted them out. We've already worked with them. In Texas, as you well know, there's still something called the good old boys club. So it's going to be the good old girls club, but we're going to let the boys come in and, and with handshakes and, and create relationships. Things got so transactional over the last 10 years uh, from when I first started my business. And I still truly believe that moving forward in, in today's times, we're going to go backwards. It's going to become more relationship building so that people believe in the people that they're dealing with and are able to help them with their projects or purchases where it got there for a couple of years where it was super transactional. You'd go into a big bank and you were just a number and your portfolio was just a number and, and they didn't really look to see how 
passionate and successful you already were to say yes to you, I think we're going to go backwards and we're going to find that these types of relationships are what's going to make us successful in the future moving forward. Yeah, it's such a way. And then final question is before we get to how the audience can contact you, because I really enjoyed talking with you. You have this great energy. But um, during the pandemic, uh, when there was a whole flux of virtual people speaking, getting up, talking about, you know, diversifying income. And then one client, which I, she reached out to me and she's like, she was, she was, she was a healthcare and she ever, her entire life, she was taught just get it work you know, get a job, put your head down, you know, get your income, you know, trade your time. And then when, you know, COVID hit, it just was a shock and she, and she never even thought about multiple streams. So your question, your question is really interesting. Why has nobody told us these things before? And should people listening to this be pissed or disbelief or empowered or motivated, inspired? I just want to end it on that note. (laughs) I'm going to guess that the first time people hear about certain things that we start to talk about, right, they're going to be in disbelief. And I'm (laughs) cool with that. I have no problem with that. I was in disbelief at first. I think that's why some of our financial advisors and our accountants (laughs) give us maybe not so good information of their opinion because they don't know what they don't know. And so they're in disbelief that that could work. So I'm not going to judge somebody or downgrade somebody because they still may be super smart about what they know. But once you go, these are smart people. Your your listeners are smart people. <laughs> they're going to go in. They're going to do a little bit more research on their own. They're going to read some stuff. They're going to look at and talk to different people. And then they're going to realize, hey, I do just want to open my brain. I want to expand my thinking. And I just want to listen to some other options. Once you start to dig down into the other options, there's so many different ways to do it. So I'm just saying, open your mind. um, And then the disbelief becomes pissed that somebody (laughs) didn't tell you about this earlier. Because, you know, statistically, most millionaires don't happen until they're like 58 years old. Mm. Um, If what if we start thinking instead of our incomes being something that's going to support our lifestyle and we really start thinking about them being an investment? How can we use the money that we make to be investments so that we can grow our portfolio? And we just basically shrink that time 10 years. And now you're like 48, maybe by the time you're a millionaire, like that's beautiful. Like mm. that's beautiful. Who wouldn't want that? Right. Mm. And so, um, For me personally, I just feel like opening your mind, being open to hearing things that, yes, you may not know anything about or you thought you knew something about them. But just hearing somebody else's perspective and being open to new information is is really going to blossom and help. I feel like the medical profession has been in a much harder position than we have been in dentistry because now you don't own your own offices. Mm -hmm. So your flexibility of what you can do and what you can set up through there has really gotten limited. And Mm -hmm. I really think the physician world has to start thinking outside of the box of what other income streams can I can can I put in there other than just what I'm doing at the practice? I I feel that being investors of other parts or pieces, you know? Yeah. I feel that dentists are more entrepreneurial than uh, physicians because, mm-hmm. you know, dentistry, you, there's not really a W-2 type situation. It's more you went out and opened up your practice and you offered services, whereas, you know, kind of the health, like physicians, you had to 
get onboarded with the hospital and you know all this great insurance and yeah i love that and um so how can people contact you i know you're on instagram facebook LinkedIn, how can they contact you yeah they can go to progressive finance uh go to the website check us out on facebook um instagram also my name's not too hard so i'm pretty much everywhere on facebook and linkedin and things like that and that's jill wade and i would just love for people to reach out get together We'll, you know, obviously be posting. I'm going to stay in touch with you because I love what you're doing. And we're just going to create some really great conversations. And that's how it starts, right? That's how a movement starts. Yeah. That's why I built this podcast was to, as a platform to create a fireside chat for entrepreneurs and new ideas and get inspired. So thanks so much yeah. for coming onto the podcast and mm. really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. listening if you liked it be sure to like comment share subscribe we're on everywhere spotify itunes google amazon audible and without much ado be sure to thank this show's sponsors and we'll see you next week